good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, with our fantastical co-host, Michelle Johnson. And we are truly honored this evening to have with us a great minister, the minister Bernadette Still with us this evening. And she's going to instill upon us some wisdom, give us her personal testimony and, you know, help us out to find out what her new book that she's actually writing and it's going to be out soon. That's all, of, you know, what it's all about. And it's going to, her book is going to be entitled Say Thank You. And Minister Still, let's, uh, let me just say, let uh, welcome you to Man in the Mirror. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. And before we get started, if you have any questions or comments, please press your number one on your phone, and you'll be put in the queue. And, Michelle, I'm going to have you start us off with prayer this evening. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. Lord God, we thank you for being here tonight, Lord God, where you want us to be, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that will occur tonight, for the conversation, Lord God. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to speak about you and your goodness and all about you, God, one more time. And, Lord, what you have done in our lives, Lord God. And, Lord God, we just ask you to bless our guests, Lord God. Bless the show as it goes forward tonight, Lord God, that somebody may hear something that is a blessing to their soul, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you for our listeners. Lord God, we ask you to bless them all in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for all things. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And, again, we just truly thank you for coming on our show. We enjoyed you last week, and I thought about that, and I said, well, let's bring her on this week so we can find out what her story is as we, you know, talk about the show that we had last week was the comeback and you have instilled some great wisdom in us. And as I'm following you on Facebook and you're still instilling wisdom daily. So I said, we need to have her on this show and find out what her story is. So without further ado, I'm actually going to read a little bit and then we're going to go from there. Minister still has, has a servant's heart and a real love for God's people. Bernadette is committed to the personal development of her position as a minister and a certified counselor allows her to weave her own personal testimony into strategies and skills that can be used by others for life transformation and growth. Her next endeavor is publishing her first book, Say Thank You. It is designed to help people understand the value of God's glory. For all that we seek to do in life, we can do nothing without God, and he deserves all the glory in our lives. Through social media, she has started her own thank you community where she encourages everyone to give God the first minutes of the day. It just sets the tone of the day and allows like-minded people to stay connected in Christ. And I am a fan of that Say thank you. And without further ado, Minister Still, we just want you to give us your personal testimony and tell us who you are and about how how you got to where you are in your life right now. Because the mantra of Man in the Mirror is real people, real stories, real overcomers. So we like to we are honored to have you again on our platform and we would like you just to tell us about who you are and how you came to be at this point in your life. Well, I, I want to first just say thank you. I'm honored to be here, um, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, thank you is one of my favorite words because it not only, um, you know, to me gives, gives God glory, it also lets people know that you honor them and honor the opportunities that they give you. And so I just wanted to say that I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, my testimony, I don't know about so many so many areas of my life as it's gone on and my biggest testimony is, is me, I guess, as a single mom. I came to uh, North Carolina when my daughter was about two, uh, had divorced and, and was starting over. And, and, and parenting single, I don't like to say single parenting, but, you know, parenting by yourself is a, is, is a 
big, big responsibility. And I don't think I took it serious in the, in the, in the, in the early days when my daughter was young um, because it was just, you, you, you know, you do what you got to do kind of attitude. But as she started getting older, she started having issues in school and, you know, it just became a thing where they were trying to say she had ADD. They wanted to put her on medication. I mean, this whole thing. And I'm saying to myself, what in the world? You know, I, I didn't really know how to handle all of that as a single mom. Uh, and so ultimately that's what really led me to Christ because I realized then that I couldn't parent single. I couldn't be a, a single mom. I needed help. And you don't always get what you need in a, in a physical, but in the spiritual I needed some help bad, and, and I, you know, gave my life to Christ, and I never parented single again. You know, he became my partner, my my savior. You know, everything I needed was in Christ, and my life changed, and her life changed. And so the thank you thing came with her because I learned that, the you know, the, the power of life and death is in the tongue, and so I changed how I was talking uh, in my house, and I changed how I was dealing with her. And, and and all of a sudden, there was a change in her. So a kid that they told me needed medication and couldn't read and, and just had all these educational and, and, and issues in, in the school building, because at home she was fine, um, that all changed, too, when I changed. And so for parents, um, you know, I, I just really realized that I had to change my entire way of thinking about parenting. And my mindset, and so we, I went on this this road, me and God, in raising this child, and and um, you know she she turned out awesome. I mean, I'm proud of her and all of that. But the the day to day, you know, the gratitude, just giving God that thanks for the things, the small things that I would see, the changes that I would see, is really what got me on that. And I taught her uh, to wake up, to wake up thankful, and wake up grateful, and and we started there, and we've been. Kind of on this thank you thing for the, for a while now, and uh, she's 23. She graduated from college uh, last year. She got a great job. She's taking a MBA now. And if you would have told me it would have turned out like that, um, you know, 20 years ago, I, I wouldn't have believed it because it was it was what other people were saying, what the school system was saying, and you know, they they just when they say it, they mean it. They ready to leave the children back and and. Uh, put them on medication, and I'm here to say if that's what you're facing, then, you know, you have to, if there's some things that you can put in place to change that around because you don't have to listen to that report. You know, they always say, whose report are you going to believe? And that report has got to be what God has said about us because, you know, my 2911 is my favorite scripture when it talks about, you know, he has a plan for us. And, and it, not, it doesn't start when we're grown. It starts when we're small. And I had to just keep that in mind as I was as I was raising my daughter, believing that he had this plan for her and some purpose for us both. And and I just I just jumped on the purpose bandwagon with the thank you, and I'm here today to just tell you that it works. And when you know when praises go up, blessings come down. And I watched that in my own life, and I know it all, it's all cliche. We always say these things in church, but I wasn't a church person. I didn't grow up in a church building. I didn't know anything about church. I didn't know nothing about the, the Lord. So when I got in, I was for real. And those cliches meant something to me because I watched them play out in my life. So that's pretty much wow. the first part of my, <laughs> my testimony. This is how I got started in that. Wow. So you basically learned how to say thank you through a personal personal occurrences that were happening in your life, you know, you know, you know, you know, thank you is your favorite word. And, you know, there's a lot of single parents, not just moms, but a lot of single parents that are around today. And, you know, when divorce happens, you know, you're left with a child or two or three. So you were just left, you know, you just had one, but right. you had to learn how to be a how to be a parent by yourself because there was no one to depend on. And in today's society, that really isn't an easy thing to do because, you know, there are so many books do this and do that of, you know, how to be a parent. And if you've never been a parent, you know, if this, and I believe some of the books are written by people that, you know, are just studying but have never been a parent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
you know, it's hard enough doing it with two people in the household. But I'm saying exactly. today that it's really harder to do it with one person in a house. And then, you you know, you're saying that, you know, they, they you know, diagnose because they'll diagnose kids and want to put them on a pill real quick. And you mm-hmm. said the devil is a liar. You're not going, this is not going to happen to my child. And you were adamant, I can tell in your voice, you're adamant about it. And, um, you know, you made up in your mind that this isn't going to happen. And as you were still going on your journey, then you, now how were you led to Christ? Well, that's that's an important was, factor. Yeah. She, um, she was in school. She was horrible. I mean, there was just no doubt about it. I don't know. I worked a lot, and I, I guess because I was spending so much time at work, um, she was just she was off the chain. I mean, in school, she was calling me every day, and I had to go up there. And, you know, then you got to deal with the teachers, and then it was just so I I didn't know what to do with her. And and one thing about parenting, and, and even if I don't know how people do when they got five or six, and you know, all of a larger family, <laughs> the one. The one was hard enough. If I would have had two, I don't know. God don't put any more on you than you could bear. But I had this one child that was just nothing like me because in school I loved it. And, you know, I, I knew that I wasn't going in that school building to act up because I knew what I had to deal with when I came home. But it seemed like no strategy, nothing I did worked on her. You know, I tried to do my mother's type of thing where, you, you know, be, you know, I don't want to say giving a beating, but that's basically what what I was trying to do. That be firm, let my yes me yes and my no me. You know, all of that, and it was still not being effective. So the school actually told me that um, they had a program, um, and it was a four H program. And so they had it was a mentorship program, and they said that maybe she could, um, you know, benefit from having a mentor in her life. And I'm saying to myself, well, she got a mother. She don't need a mentor. You know, she got a family. She got my aunt and uncle. She didn't, you know, it wasn't like we were isolated. So I went ahead with the um, with the idea of the mentor, and they teamed them up with people that they thought their personalities matched. And uh, lo and behold, they teamed her up with a lady that uh, came into our lives, and she was, she was a, a minister as well at the time. And she started taking my daughter to church, and you know, I just started seeing this this change in my in my daughter. And so I'm like, what is going on? Because I didn't grow up in a church, and I and I never went, and I didn't know, you know, what was going on there or anything. I just knew that I saw this change in my daughter spending time with this lady. And a part of me was upset and kind of resentful because it was like, well, you know, what is she doing that I couldn't do? But you know, they they became fast friends, and so I started going to church because I wanted to see, you know, what was going on in there. And it's a place where, you know, overnight almost it seemed that my daughter's whole personality softened and she didn't want to be, um, she wanted to read the Bible. I mean, it was just crazy how this little kid, she was only uh-huh. about seven. And I'm saying to myself, well, what in the world are they doing? Now I'm thinking they're doing, they brainwashing my baby. <laughs> and then, well, and I was laughing about this the other day because uh, the, the lady, the bitch's name is Kathy, and, and she called me one Sunday. And she was like, "Oh, Bernadette, you know, we were so excited." Uh, Ashley, she she had the Holy Ghost, and she was dancing, and she was getting her shout on, and she was doing all this terminology that I didn't understand. And I'm saying she was doing what? And I said, I got upset. I'm like, she she better not be in there dancing and performing. And, you know, she's only doing that because you she see y'all doing that. That's not real. And that right there is what brought me to church because I was like, I do not want my daughter in there dancing and shouting because this faith, you know, I just didn't, I didn't want her in there acting like that. And I went in there and I saw, and it's just like the, the, the Holy Spirit just dealt with me that day I visited the church. And, I mean, everybody was just just awesome, and I had never been around that kind of, you know, love, I guess, or just just the whole church community there was just the perfect environment for me and my daughter to grow in Christ, and so that's how I ended up in church. I went to church really to stop her from from dancing and shouting, 
and I got there and and I loved it and I saw the good that it was that they were doing for not just my daughter but the youth in the community. I got involved with the 4-H program. I got involved with the mentorship program. I started my own 4-H chapter and started my own youth group. And I just started, you know, just threw myself in, and I I never looked back. I mean, but to, to know that I got led to Christ really because my daughter um, was led first, and I really followed her there. And so people that are trying to grow churches, I, I go to a lot of small churches, and I see what they're trying to do, and, the key to growing a church is if you can get the children excited, their parents are coming. And I can guarantee that. And, and that's what I've mm. seen time and time again. You know, the church will grow and flourish because parents that really want the best for their children want the best environment for them. And they'll come to church just because the kids want to be there. And then when they get there, the Holy Spirit does the, the rest. I think that's my personal opinion and what I've seen over the years. Amen. Amen. Any comments or questions, Michelle? No, I, I was going. I always say no, then I keep talking. But anyway, you know what I meant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, wow! What a beautiful. Beautiful testimony. It really, really is. And, you know, the Word of God talks about the young people. And so mm-hmm. we we should know, you know, we should know. But, again, like, kind of like yourself, if you're not familiar with the Word of God, you wouldn't realize that. But, you know, the young people are going to lead us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and that's kind of what you were just saying. If you really can touch the young people and affect them, that will even bring the parents in. Yeah. But it's beautiful because, you know, they're that, that Joshua generation. They, they you know, bring, and I've seen it where the youth in the church really bring back the excitement and mm-hmm. um, the, the kind of build the church up because they, they you know, they have more energy than we do. <laughs> Exactly. To do things, yes. And so I I just think that what happened with your daughter, it was just so important. And, oh, I know God has blessed that ministry greatly because investing in the young kids is definitely something that uh, every person, every person of uh, uh, God, every Every person in every ministry, everywhere, they really need to try to invest in the kids because sometimes I've seen it where the church is operating and it's almost like the kids don't exist. Like they mm-hmm. basically have, have to just come and, and sit in with the regular service and, you know, there's no any kind of youth activities or anything to keep them engaged and things like that, and then we we lose the youth when we yep. do that. That's and so exactly I think, right. yes, and so that that your daughter experience with the ministry, that ministry, your ministry, it was so very important. And so I said, that's a beautiful testimony because that's a perfect example of what reaching out to the youth can do. It not only, you know, changed her life and her behavior and in the, in the course of her life and then that means that it was some things that were able to be instilled in her that she's going to be able to pass on to more young people but mm-hmm. it also affected you and changed your life and brought you into God as well so oh, that's so beautiful I love it thank you my daughter she um like I said, she's 23 now, and she is uh, a big advocate of youth programs and things like that. But mm-hmm. she talks about how even though, you know, in her mind I was a great mom, the behavior problem was not coming from, wasn't stemming from the type of parent that I was. It was more or less her not feeling connected to anything. And when, wow. sometimes when you're a single mom, the kids love their mom, but they're they're not connecting 
to 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 to, to anybody in school. I mean, it's just it's just so much on the kids these days. It's so different than it was, you know, when I was coming up. And so to get them in a church environment, because if you don't get them in that environment in church, they're gonna find a connection somewhere. And and that's mm. what I started realizing. That connection is coming from somewhere. Now, you have a decision to make as a parent. Do you want to invest your time in trying to connect them to the right thing, or are you going to let them find their own connection? And when they do that, you got, you're really on a hard road then because they're connecting to, to, to drugs, alcohol, sex, peers that are, you know, doing crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Or you could connect them to, you know, a ministry, a program, you know, these things out there that are available to keep the kids focused uh, off the off the streets and things like that. So, um, you know, as a parent, you know, sometimes you're young or I, I don't think I fully understood what it meant to be a mom and, and the assignment that you have uh, in raising children because in my mind I was supposed to provide. Now I'm the mom and the dad. I got to be the provider. I got to make sure she has what she needs. I got to make sure she eats. She got school clothes. All of that was what, what I was thinking. And the part that was I, I was negligent in was the connection because she wasn't connecting with anyone. And so when she met Kathy, the mentor, it was an instant connection, and she felt, you know, that love and everything in the church, which is what kids are seeking anyway. So mm-hmm. she she got it from the right place, and, and I just don't know what would have happened, you know, down the line had, had I not gone that way or if I would have been too, you know, really hard-headed or obnoxious to, to seek help and find out what programs were available if I would have let, tried to do it on my own, that connection would have came in the way of something negative. And I don't know what I would have on my hands now. But, you know, just being being obedient, you know, at that time in my life and understanding the responsibility of this is not just about providing, because I could do that. But in the process of me doing that, I was neglecting, you know, some other areas of parenting. And as a single parent, it's easy to do because there's so many responsibilities. Mm-hmm especially if you have more than one. So, you know, I just want to encourage single moms out there, single fathers out there, um, even even parents parenting together, um, because even in doing that, you can miss it. You know, this, this is a generation now that they're looking for connection. They have these social media outlets. They have, you know, the games and all of this. I mean, even when they're playing, I mean, we had games where we played Atari and all that stuff in my, at my age group. But these kids are playing, and they're playing with people in other countries, you know. So they're they're looking for these connections even when they're playing these games. So the parents' responsibility is to plug in those positive connections and not let the child go and create their own, you know. So mm. that is something that I learned um, in, in my own daughter. And the lessons that I got through breaking my daughter were easier for me to get because it was just me and her. You know, and I was paying attention, right. and I think, you know, it's easier to do that, even though it wasn't easy to raise her. Um, I think looking back on it now, it was me more than her, because I I just felt this huge load um, that I think I still haven't, you know, totally let go. Um, even though that part of my life is over, that season is over, um, it, it almost leaves you shell-shocked, it, it, you know, because that's all your focus is on your children. And then once that part of your life is over, you got to regroup and, and find what, who you are. And that's another thing about what I'm doing, too, with purpose. Now it's not all about me finding the purpose for her life, but really understanding the purpose for my own life after parenting. And that's a hard thing as well. So, you know, I'm on that. That's, that's well, the journey you... I'm on. It. Mm-hmm. Well, there, well, there you go. That's your next book. <laughs> that's going to be your next book. Once we finish with yeah. the kids, what what are we supposed to do? What is our journey? What's going to happen? You know, right. you're listening live with man. In, you're listening live with man in the mirror with your host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are having an awesome discussion with Minister Bernadette Still, the author of Say Thank You. And I, when I say thank you. You, if you on Facebook, you see it all the time. You know, I, uh, you know, you know. That's how I was. You know, I said, "Who is this Bernadette Still?" And I started reading her stuff, and she gave me again. She gave me the vision for the show we had last week. She didn't know it, 
she gave me the vision for you know show last week the comeback. So now we are finding out what her testimony is. And again, you can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash and dash the mirror. And I will say, uh, Minister Still, that that 4 H program is real because I was um, I was in the Mennonite Church and went to a community center, which kept me off the street. Me and my friends growing up over 37 years ago, I won't say oh, that's all I'm going to say, but it kept <laughs> us off the street. And we were in 4-H, and we learned how to make clothes. We learned how to, we did fashion shows. We, you know, we went out in the country. So and I'm from Philadelphia, but we went out, in the Quakertown area. We did all kind of things. We were just all over Pennsylvania, you know, even on the forage programs, you know, and um, Michelle took the words out of my mouth. It says, let the children lead. And God was using that person who you had a little jealousy for but didn't know it. But <laughs> God was using that person to plant those seeds in your daughter to just to pique your interest. You know, pique mm-hmm. your interest to see. Okay, I I have to see what's going on, and that was there. And guess what? That was your setup, and you didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. That was your setup. <laughs> that was your setup. Really I mean, cool. step by step. I like. I'm a yeah. big kid, and I watched this show called. Um, oh, I forgot what it was called. It's called Walk the Prank, and God was walking you through this. God was walking you through this, and you didn't know it. And you're looking at that minister, and look at, and look at you today. You're a minister, and look at that woman that God instead in your daughter's life was there for a reason. It wasn't just for mm-hmm. your daughter, mm-hmm. but it was for you, because you he was trying to get your attention. You know, he was trying everything you could. So you said, okay, I'm going to try this 4-H program. And 4-H is good for I think all cities, even Baltimore, they need to have the 4-H and forage programs because we need to reach these children because if we can reach the children, then, again, we'll be able to reach the parents because when I was growing up, most, most of the kids were going to church, <laughs> and not normally the kids would, the parents would just drop the kids off to church and keep going. And <laughs> once in a while when things were going, once in a while when things were going on, they'd stop in the church if the church was doing something. And that's how it was, and I believe it's still like that today. More the children are going to church, but the parents aren't. And God used that to bring you, to bring you, because you was, that's the way, excuse me, that's the way you were led to Christ. Mm -hmm. And once you were led to Christ, I'm sorry, then you said Christ became your partner. Because it's, it's not easy, again, we'll back up, it's not easy being a single parent. And you did say you could imagine having more kids, how, you know, how they do it. But unfortunately, there are mothers and fathers out there who are single parents, and they have multiple children, but not impossible. I know it's near the halfway mark. Uh, Michelle, uh, do you have any comments or morning comments or questions? You know, I wanted to say this. Um, I just wanted to let uh, Minister Phil know that, I I really personally, you know, thank you for being on the show today because your um, testimony is it's really blessing me because I kind of have felt the the same way that you felt. I, you know, I had um, two young boys and their dad passed away in his late twenties, and. My testimony dealing with them is that, you know, God became, you know, I was a widow, but God became like their father. He became the other parent in that relationship because I was doing it by myself, and it was very scary. It was very Mm -hmm. scary, and it's a lot of work. And I had two, you know, boys that were only a few months apart. And so that truly is what God will do for you. Like, he will become your partner. And, you know, I know somebody may be listening that 
that's kind of like, well, you know, okay, that that sounds good, but how is it really, you know, on on a on a natural level, how is it really helping you? But mm-hmm. you you can answer as well. As a matter of fact, I want you to chime in on that. Maybe we can do that after the break. You can chime in on that because I know for me personally. It helped in a in a natural way. Yes, it was a blessing spiritually, but it helped in a natural way as well, because even down to the natural things like bills and you know it's only one of me and I can't do everything by myself. But I would just have to give it to God and pray, you know, about my household and you know things going on with my household and then my children themselves. Because, you know, my son was really going through when his when his father passed away. Like, he really, you know, it really broke him down, and it caused him to act out in all sorts of ways. And we were already in a church at that time, but it just deepened that relationship with God and just deepened his involvement in everything. It's like I was literally treating him like the other parent. I was consulting him on every single move I made and every single thing I did because I felt like I needed help. Like, I can't do this by myself. I need help. And I literally took him like he was my other half of that parent relationship because I needed him. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that thing is real. And I'm here to tell you today (laughs) it is real. And so... I want you to speak on that when we come back from break, how that experience was, because I think it's beautiful, which I already said, I think it's beautiful, the spiritual blessings that you all got from that and and the Lord becoming involved in your parenting and in your relationship with your daughter. But even on a natural level, I want you to just to touch on that, like how he blesses completely. Mm -hmm. So I'll stop there. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's good. That, that, that gets everything ready because I knew that was going to happen, but that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to have a couple, you know, notes from our supporters, and then we'll hear a song, and then we'll. And Michelle, remember everything you said because I'm going to let you lead up into that on the second part. But a note from a couple of our supporters: Music Instructions for Learners Incorporated, where music knows no age. If you are interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-9491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our new and improved website at www.mifalinc.org. That's M-I-F as in Frank, A-L-I-N-C.org. Another supporter is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of four-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful and, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. And with that said, we're going to hear a, a song, and then we'll be back with our live interview with Minister Bernadette Still author of Say Thank You, which is forthcoming.
We are back live with Man in a Mirror with a live interview with Minister Bernadette Still, author of the forthcoming book, Say Thank You, and we are having an, an exciting experience with her this evening. Um, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash n dash all right, Michelle, I told you I was going to let you lead off with the second part because you had a you know thing that you were interested in, so that UN ministry still has something in common. So lead away. Amen. So for our listening audience, I was just uh, bringing to light how, you know, God really on a, on a um, spiritual level definitely but even on a natural level, how he touched the lives of me personally and my children when, you know, um, their father passed away. And so it left a space in their lives, and it also hurt them and caused my youngest son to really begin to act out that he blessed us on a natural level to be able to bring my son out of that to um, bless us as I, you know, became a single parent and had to do everything, and it was frightening, and he blessed me. And so I just wanted her, because we were talking about how God moved in her life and the life of her daughter spiritually, and I was saying, you know, he will affect you on a on a natural realm as well with, with you know, the everyday things. And sometimes we don't talk about that, but I think, you know, I was saying God is real. Like he touches all areas of our life. And I just wanted you to um, expound on a little more about how he, he may have done that for you. Yeah, I love what you just said about, you know, in every area of our lives. And, and that's one of the reasons why I do the Facebook uh, every morning, just to encourage my own self, as well as people that may be just looking in and, and um, and just knowing that we, we, you know, anything we need, he's there. And you know, when you when you parent and by yourself, you take care of it all. And mm-hmm. he just shows up. You know, um, one of the things that that was going on with my daughter uh, in the earlier years was that they were saying that she had uh, ADD. ADD. Now, me personally, I never really understood what it was or whatever because I they think everybody got ADD now. But when, I, when right. they were trying to diagnose my daughter, um, I went ahead and agreed on letting them give us some medication. Now, this this wasn't, and I wasn't in church or anything, but it wasn't sitting well. Now I know it wasn't sitting well with my spirit, and I didn't I didn't want that. But I I mean, I, if my daughter's sick, then you know, we need to be able to help her. And that's the way I was looking at it, but I wasn't happy. And what happened is as I started with my walk with Christ, um, and partnering with him, and this is how awesome he is, and you believe, you know, the, the key is you have to be a believer. You just can't be a churchgoer. I, mm-hmm. just was, I was just a believer. I believed that what the Bible said was true, what he promised me was mine, and I know by his stripes I am healed, my baby is healed, and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm taking off this medication and whatever happens, happens. If she acts up in school, whatever it is, because she had really calmed down. And, and, of course, they were saying it was because of the medication. But I know my baby, and I know it was coming because she was in church. She had a mentor. She was active. She was connected. And it had nothing to do with that medicine. So here I am faced with the decision, do I continue, you know, listening to man and, and the, way they, the way they like to mm. fix things or with side effects and everything, or do I go with what God said? And, and trust him And so I took her off And I never looked back You know and she didn't wow. either And so I say that Because every area Of our lives and see that was bothering Me that was you know he gives us The desires of our heart you know you have to Talk to him and let him know What it is that's bothering you And that was it you know I, I mean I struggled with in some other area with bills And all that but you know that always works Itself out but mm-hmm. but this particular issue was an issue for me, and I mean he just came, he just stepped right in, took her off, never looked back at it, and and it gave me an opportunity to talk to some other parents of her because it seemed like I said 
they, that's all the school wanted to do. This particular school district, it seemed like our children, they need a medic, they need a pill. They can't function. <laughs> they did say that. And I'm wow. like, you know, no, not my baby. Now, I, I don't know about nobody else's, but not mine. And, and then, and, you know, just going through school, there was some things like when she went to high school, um, they were trying to, trying to gear her to a community college, which nothing is wrong with that. However, every morning we say thank you because my baby is going to a university. But this this high school she was in, they was just just like almost like saying that our kids can't do this. So they got to they got to go to community college, but the other kids they can go to the university straight to the to the college. And I just believe God and I said, "You know what? Not mine." You know, and and we have to take authority over things and believe what God said for us. And he says he has a purpose for our lives and a plan to the proper and not the harmers, and we got to we got to speak that stuff and believe it, and, and it changes everything. So all those little areas in my life that I felt like was a struggle getting my daughter to college once she got there, of course it had to be paid for. Never look back. I mean, God is just a provider, and I and I say these things in the morning because I know what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about it because I don't lived it. Every area of your life is covered. And there's not an area in our lives that He can't fix. And so I'm just a believer. I mean, and I try to get up in the morning and I try to say thank you because it could have went another way. And, you know, and so I just, I'm just grateful. And if anybody knows me knows that I am. I got a story for everything. I mean, I can take you down memory lane <laughs> with my baby and show you how God just brought us through, how his hand was on it the whole time. So, you know, and I look back at it now, and I look at this baby, and she's 23, and, you know, it's just amazing what God can do. I did not do that. That was all him. He was the single parent. I was just observing and helping where I could. I was his hand because he did that. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited and uh, about what he's doing for her now and what he's doing in my life, and um, he's a keeper. You know, he just don't nobody do it like God do it. And if you could just get people to see that and believe that, and, and buy into it, you know, especially younger people that's raising kids. Because now the young people got kids and and they, and they, their grandparents, you know, my mom was around and she had some wisdom and stuff, but sometimes people don't have that when they raise the kids and they don't go to church and they don't have any connection with anything but Facebook. Mm. So if I got to get up mm. in the morning and tell people they can make it, they can go on, you know, they overcome it, whatever I got to say to get people uh, to understand that that there's a God in heaven that loves us. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do every morning. And and my book, that's what it's about, you know. But all the little things say thank you, and then bigger things start coming, and then they get so big you can't even you can't even count them, you know. Amen. <laughs> I Y'all love get it. me excited now, so I got <laughs> you. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? That is it. And that's why I started off because just the first part of your testimony, I was like, that is an awesome testimony. And it's not like, you know, uh, my pastor has said this before because, but we can still get excited about it, but it's not like you're the only one. Mm-hmm. He will do this for everybody if, yep. like you said, they truly believe and you know, God give us gives us the free will. We have to invite him. We mm-hmm. have to invite him. He wants us to invite him. He's not just going to come banging on your door and saying, you know, take this help because you need it and I don't care what you <laughs> say. He wants us to invite him. Now, your daughter, she was a baby, and he moved in her life through um, that minister that came into contact with her, but that was also because of something you initiated. So if, if we if we put it out there, if we act, and if we truly believe, you know, that this has got to work, this is God, he is the keeper of everything. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it is an awesome testimony. So if you shed a tear, it's a of joy is whatever because that is an awesome testimony to have. Amen. 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 Yeah, he just he's just awesome to me. Now, you know, I don't know about you know, I don't know about you know, I know he does things for everybody, but it's personal for me. And and um mm-hmm. 
you know, that's what that's where I'm at. And my the mentor, you know, the minister, she um uh, she and I became friends and we ended up doing a program together. Um and we just did so much in ministry together. And I know we laugh about it now because I was so contrary when, when I met her. And uh, she she ended up being a mentor for me more than my daughter because, you know, she her, her life just displayed this Christ-like uh, attitude. And it, it made me a believer because I started seeing how God was working in her life. And that's one thing about Christians and believers. We have to have a life that is a living testimony for people that are watching us. And you'd be surprised how people will be drawn into that. But don't nobody want to be drawn into nothing. Your life jacked up, and they and you trying to tell them something. It don't work that way. So, uh. so you have got to have a a a walk that people want to follow. That's what that's what Jesus did, you know. And so, I, I just for me, I just feel like you know when I can tell another mother, you can make it. When they too think they end up being twenty three, don't worry. Just keep on walking, keep on going. You know, keep on praying, keep on asking, keep on believing. Parents need to hear that because they don't always they don't always look like that. You go from season to season, and they grow up and they grow up nice. You know, if you invest the time, I'm a big believer, and you reap what you sow. You put that seed in the ground, and you water it, and you babysit it, and you do everything you can. When it germinates, you're gonna have something there. And um and I so I tell them pour into yeah. children when they're young, pour into them when they're teenagers. Keep your eye on them. Keep it. Keep just keep doing it. It's no it don't last always. And look at me now in the second the second half of my life, that's over now. So now you know my purpose is to look back and, and pull some people forward. You know because God was good to me and uh, He didn't have to do it, but He did. Amen. And I think that other part was important uh, as well with the, I did want to touch back on that before we uh, ended the show. You know, we really need um, for people just to become more engaged and involved in the community and in our ministries and our churches. Uh, There needs to to definitely be, because we said this at the top of the show, but I wanted to bring that back, you know, we definitely need to have ministries that are geared towards engaging our youth and not just engaging them on only a spiritual level. You know, we had a, a guest um, not long ago, and he's a, he's a pastor, and he is doing some huge things in the area where he serves, I believe it's Indianapolis. <laughs> Um, but Go ahead. you remembered. <laughs> that's that's because you know, kind of like your story. Some things I just can can really um, get blessed from personally, you know, because I see the I just see the benefit, and our youth need that kind of engagement. And he was just talking about how, you know, we can't leave the children hungry. We can't, you know, leave them without um, activities and things and just keep trying to talk to them about God. Right. So that's, yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the things like the 4-H club, they engage you in activities. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's almost like team building activity, things to get you involved and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even get your mind off of things that may be going on at home or, you know, things that, these children are dealing with a lot of issues. Sometimes we don't even know what they are. And so these things help, you know, draw them out and keep them engaged. And so they really need that kind of thing. And, you know, as as we as we know, more and more funding um, for certain um, recreation centers and things like that are leaving. They, you know, they don't. So it's up to the people. To really do these kind of things and to get involved and engage in the youth, so I really think that you know that is a big takeaway from this this conversation. One is to be open and willing to receive God when He does come and knock on the door, <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then also you know just that getting involved and engaging our youth. They they really need that. And I think that's just a, a huge thing that, you know, we are missing out on. We are really lacking 
in a lot of ministries and definitely in a lot of communities. Amen. Amen, amen. You ladies are really talking up a storm this on the second half, and I'm just really enjoying it. And um, I just wanted to um, chime in. Um, I heard a pastor say that even though the word is on black and white, red and black, whatever you want to look at it, different languages, um, as Minister still said, we are the living epistles. We are the ones mm-hmm. that they see every day on the job, in the lunchroom. You know, they look at us even, as I remember my pastor would say, they look at you even, they want to see if you're having a bad day, how are you going to handle it? Because everybody right. can't handle having a bad day. When that supervisor come up in your face and, you you know, you're just tired, you, you, I mean, you, you want to do something, but as Christians, as the sons and daughters of the most living God, how are we going to handle that situation? You know, because they're looking at us. They're reading us daily, every day. They're reading us. So, you know, when they see a change, they'll know. You know, they they waiting for you to drop the ball. We have to continue being those living epistles, being being the Bible for them until they get to a church. Or until they come up to you and ask, What's, why, why are you so different? Because sometimes they will. They want to know what's going on in your life. And that may be a door. It's like, you know, when you've seen something happening in your daughter, and you're like, okay, are they, you know, manipulating her? Are they brainwashing mm-hmm. her? What are they doing <laughs> with this little girl that she just did a whole 360 from the little girl that I sent a while ago? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Right. It was they were doing. They were ministering. They were doing what God mm-hmm. told them to do, and from them being obedient, which was another show we had, from them being obedient, it brought you to Christ. It led you to Christ, and then Christ became your partner. So you know, it was all a setup. You know, it wasn't a setback. It was a setup. <laughs> God was setting you up. You were walking a prank and you didn't even know it. You know, you thought somebody was pranking you. And you're like, no, let me go see what's going on. And you walked yep. right into your future. You walked into your future and didn't even know it. But that's, that's right. okay. Yeah, we are winding down. We are winding down with the last five minutes. Um, give us, you know, I, I meant to do this, but give us some information about your book. You know, you know where, you know when it's going to be out. You know, I did put it in on the um, event page, but we'll continue to, you know, support you with that. But give us some information about your book or people want to contact you, how they can contact you, because we know you're all over Facebook now. Trust me, she's all over (laughs) Facebook, but that's okay. (laughs) Keyword, thank you. Hashtag, thank you. But anyway, um, (laughs) Minister, um, still, just tell us how, tell us your contact information, if you have a website or how they can, you know, where you're located, just, you know, give us your information. So if there's a list, someone in our listening audience, they want to contact you because they, they may want to, like, how did you handle it? But go ahead. Yeah, um, the, the book is, uh, like I said, thank you. It's going to be the first, first of many. I've always wanted to be a writer. Uh, I felt like that's where my gift was. But, of course, when you're parenting, sometimes you got to put your stuff on the back burner until you get finished with that. And so that's where that's all coming from now. Um, and so I feel like it's my time, it's my, you know, my, my my time to really just get out there and just do what thus says the Lord. So the book will be out in September. Um, and it's just talking about what we talked about tonight. Everything that we just said tonight about how God moves in the different areas of our lives, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to that in the book. And, and I'm going to speak to, most importantly, that when we have gratitude and when we say thank you, God moves. It's a language. That's the name of the book. Um, speaking God's language. And so when you start speaking God's language and getting on the same page with him and aligning your life with him and being obedient, things change. And and young people don't seem to know that sometimes. They just, you know, I've been young, and, and so it took a long time for me to get to church. I don't think I would ever walk in church on a Sunday. It took something like that to bring me, to draw me. And um, so my book is really talking to that. It's speaking to that, especially people that are unbelievers. 
I'm a I'm just big on 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 reaching out to people that are. Sometimes I feel like the church is preaching to the to the church. Um, they they don't really deal with the with the sinner out there or the person out there that's not churched and an unchurched person can come into church and don't know what's going on because it just looks so foreign to them. So I'm on that level where I remember why I didn't go to church and so that's part of my ministry as well. And um, I'm just going to be doing a whole bunch this year, but the book is coming out in September. I'm really focusing on people that don't go to church, that never been to church, that that um you know, probably don't even want to be bothered with it. But once they realize the benefits and what God is doing and, and, and seeing God in a whole different light than sometimes what we portray uh, in the church is a relationship is what I, where I'm going with the book. So that's what I'm going to be doing in September. My, you can catch, anybody can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Pinterest, any of that stuff, Bernadette Still, Bernadette Rashawn on um on Facebook, uh, and I'm starting there, and then I'm just going to build a build a community from that. And uh, I love the show. I love, love, love it. And I uh, hopefully, and you know, I can start putting it up there on my on my page too to have everybody chiming in and listening and calling in because um, the man in the mirror is where we where we all are. It's all about our relationship. It's personal, and um, can't nobody do it for you. You got to do it for yourself, and you have to have that one on one with the Lord. And no matter how He brings us. Amen, amen. And Michelle, any last comments? I just really want to say thank you for for uh, you know joining us today and and for your very powerful testimony. It certainly blessed me, so I know it uh, blessed our listening audience and will bless those that even hear this later. Uh, so I just thank you. I thank you for that, and and I just pray. You know, many blessings on your life as God continues to, you know, walk with you in your journey and unfold what he has in store for you. Thank you. See, it's a great word, ain't it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> We'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in and talking to our guests this evening. If you haven't had a chance, you can actually catch it on demand. It'll be on demand. It's going to be on there forever and a day. But catch it quick. We truly enjoyed our interview with Minister Bernadette, this wonderful woman of God, and with a a simple title of her book, Say Thank You. Because I will say, ladies, it's hard for us to, you know, some of us teach our children to say thank you. Some of we should always say thank you when people, as a courtesy. But unfortunately, you know, there are people that don't understand those three simple words of just saying thank you. As always, ministry still is now part of our Man in the Mirror family. If you have any more questions or information for her, it will be on our event page. And ladies, it has been a wonderful evening. This is Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off. And we'll see you at the Mirror.